0: we come to this place for magic we come to pop over Review to laugh to cry to drink because we need that all of us that indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before sound that i can feel somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this not just entertained but somehow reborn together pop Poor review we make movie podcasts better
1: so here's the drill I'm your history teacher from now on. We will discuss current events. We will call this class American History X. We meet once a day. Your first assignment is to prepare for me a new paper due tomorrow.
0: Well, what do you want me to do it on? Your brother. Oh, God, man. Please tell me you're joking.
1: No, no, no. I'm not kidding.
0: Welcome back. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Poor Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi. (laughs) Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 list. If you don't have a drink yet, you can try today's inspired drink based off number 38, American History X. The drink is called, okay, there was a uh, typo already in there. I have the Club Stop, not the Curb Stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you going to name like, this drink? Club Stop.
0: Uh, is red wine, simple syrup, blue curacao, tequila, cherry juice, lime juice, and seltzer. That is the cocktail for today. What Inspired. color was it? Black. I don't know. I haven't made it yet. Oh, okay. but that's what I created for today. Um, I also before we start, I have to, um, I think I made a little couple of confusions in the, uh, two episodes ago when I did the, March breakdown of the IMDb top two fifty. I teased next week. He thought Avengers Endgame was and I forgot and I well because technically we recorded that. I got confused with the release schedule. So I'm thinking, oh, Avengers is over. Like, we did that. And I'm thinking it's American History X. So I'm like, okay, guys, get ready for, as my brother says, Nazis, curb stomping, and some girl from The the, the Craft. So I posted it. And then I was like, I was, I don't know, I think I was at work one day. I was thinking, like, oh, my God, wait, it's Avengers this week and not American History X. So, did you wake up, like, in a cult? No, that? I was just, like, working on something, and I was like, I saw like, I happened to look at the podcast app and I was like, oh, uh, Avengers. And I was like, wait, I thought, I was like, oh no. Oh, was that like me at the movies last night when I realized two people that were supposed to be there didn't show up? Yeah. So I was like, (laughs) well, fuck. I was like, so we're now at the time. So I just wanted to make that little correction there. Also, I wanted to say, Jimmy, how did you, how how are you now watching some of these movies? I went back to the Netflix DVD (laughs) (laughs) because it's not streaming anywhere. I mean, it is smart, but I was like, but wow. To be honest, okay, here we go. I did rent it, and I didn't finish it. So you just wasted money. So I wasted $4. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get the Netflix DVD thing so that I can I can watch along with you guys. What? What? You mean us? No, like uh, our, our fan. <laughs> Wait, but you're watching along with it? Like, are they simultaneously watching well, it? Well, no, I got to watch it so that they can watch it. So you have to do something for this podcast? Yeah, but I didn't okay. like... I, the money... Is a no-no. You're the one that rents them all and buys them all. Yeah, well, maybe I'm wasting too much money now, I realized. <laughs> and I need to just rent them from Netflix because Redbox and Blockbuster don't exist anymore. But, well, Redbox does. Redbox does They don't exist. have old movies. So those are the two things I had to mention before we started because I was like, I have to bring up Netflix because we're back in the stone age now, apparently. When was that? When, when did DVDs kind of stop with Netflix? Well, it started 25 years ago because that's what the envelope says. Uh, there you go. Wow, Netflix is twenty five years old. The DVDs, and wow. I remember being like, "Ew, why would I rent? Why would I just stream it? I'm just gonna keep renting DVD." No, not renting. Oh, stream. Oh, yeah. For Netflix. When the, then the streaming first came out, and I was like, "Wait, why would I just watch Lost on Netflix when I can get these DVDs <laughs> and wait two days?" Yeah. <laughs> well, now the world's different. Twenty twenty three. Remember
1: how important it was? Like when I was like, when you were like, "Oh my god, I have to rearrange my cues. Something just came out that I need to get. Yeah. I used to spend, sometimes when I was like on a break at work, I was like, okay, here we go, going on my Netflix queue. And now I'm just like, oh my God, that's so fucking stupid.
0: (laughs) Times have changed. Well, Um, okay. So back to the movie. Number 38, American History X, 1998. Director, Tony Kai. Writer, David McKenna, starring Edward Norton and Edward Furlong. IMDb rating is 8.5. Rotten Tomato score is 84%. Critics, 96% audiences. Letterboxd is 4 out of 5. The box office, which I was kind of, I didn't realize how small of a release this was. Um, it was domestic, $6.7 million, well, adjusted for inflation. This, this didn't have, you know, it wasn't the feel-good movie of the year. No, I know, but I just, I always heard about the movie, so I just assumed that like... Yeah, because it's known for one scene. I didn't know it was known for that. I just knew about, I always heard American History X. Um, no, yeah,
1: me and Matt are in the same boat. We had no idea what the movie was about when we watched it.
0: So you had no idea it was about uh, white supremacy? No, and... I had no idea what this was about. I maybe knew about Nazis, but it's not something... I, I think I heard it once, and I was like, I oh, mean, okay. I mean, if you've ever seen the the shot of him getting arrested, I mean, he's got a giant no. swastika on his chest, no. so... I sort no. of remember... Ed, I think I'd, I like, seen Edward Norton shirtless with the swastika on his chest, I, I but I, don't, I never knew what the movie really was about.
1: Um and I then had absolutely no idea what this movie was about. Yeah,
0: but I didn't realize it didn't even have like I think like it didn't even go to a thousand theaters. I just didn't I mean movies like this nowadays would I feel like have a bigger release.
1: Like I've heard of it but I I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing. I didn't I wouldn't be able to tell you what stills if I saw an image yeah. that that was part of the movie so I went to this movie completely blind. I didn't even know who starred in it to be honest. Yeah. Until I, I watched it.
0: Yeah, I, I knew very little. I maybe, I maybe knew if it was about Nazis, if I remembered that. But I was just like, oh, I know the name. I know American History X. Wait, isn't there a movie called American History Violence or something like that? With um, I think it was no. like a History of Violence. A History of Violence. I get those movies confused. And, um, and Malcolm X. No, I don't get Malcolm X confused with this. But I get um a History of Violence confused with American History X for some reason. That's what Morton Mortensen, right? Yes, David Cronenberg. Okay. That's uh, David Cronenberg? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I want to watch that then. Um, there's a, a a new shower fight in that movie for anyone who wanted to know oh that I've I've seen people on Twitter post about that's what that movie is okay um back to the movie um worldwide it was 23.9 million 44.3 adjusted for inflation and there was only one Oscar it was not he uh, Edward Norton was nominated for best actor which there's overly so uh, I don't know who won that year but uh, you know what I can find out okay I'm actually this this must have had great campaigning because like I'm shocked this movie even got on people's like Radars. Radars. It's it seems like that type of movie. But we'll see eh, who
1: well we saw Andrea Risenborough <laughs> this oh, year. Okay. So but that
0: would you see how but that like so was this, such a big this was the year of Life is Beautiful. So Roberto ben, 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 Benini.
1: No, you were right, Jimmy. Roberto Benini. Benini, yes, okay. I know
0: I was right. So Roberto Benini from Life, Life is, is Beautiful. beautiful he was also up against tom hanks for saving private ryan ian mckellen for gods and monsters and nick nolte for affliction
1: that's ironic with the saving private ryan
0: uh moving on what we always do one do you think it should be on the top 250 list and two do you think it should be at number 38 jimmy we'll start with you i do think it deserves to be on the top 250 maybe a little lower like in like the low low double digits like eighties or nineties. Okay, oh, I thought better. I thought you said triple digits and I'm like
1: I would that's what I was <laughs> doing. I was like my brain is not computing. That's like
0: I was like, where do you <laughs> wait, low? I'm like, does that mean the bottom of the list?
1: I was buffering. I was buffering. I was
0: like <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to figure that out too. And then you said number so you said low eighties? Like eighties or nineties. Okay. Um Kelly?
1: I definitely think it deserves it to be in the top two fifty, but for me, even as the surprise liking it, low one hundreds closest to two hundreds.
0: I I'm like kind of half and half on the movie. So I'm like, it maybe like certain parts of the movie deserve to be. I'm like, because of certain parts, it deserves to be on top 250. But like, maybe like 250. I would say like in the in the twos to 250s on the lower side. Jimmy, we shared some information about the movie. Please give us a synopsis because you are the synopsy king. Derek Vineyard is paroled after serving three years in prison for brutally killing two black men who tried to break into slash steal his truck, though his brother's Oh, I can't read. Oh, his brothers. That's the synopsis. <laughs> Mr. Synopsis King. Through his brother's, Danny Vineyard's narration, we... The punctuation. Pr- 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 <laughs> <laughs> punctuation is older than this. <laughs> <laughs> Through his brother, Danny Vineyard's narration, we learn that going to prison, Derek... <laughs> <laughs> can you restart? Okay, ready? We're gonna I'm gonna cut it here and you're gonna restart from the beginning. So <laughs> Mr. Synopsis came. <King. laughs> okay, so everyone's silent and then once the silence you can start whenever. Derek Vineyard is paroled after serving three years in prison for brutally killing two black men who tried to break into slash steal his truck through his brother's Narration: Danny Vineyard. We learn that before going to prison, Derek was a skinhead and the leader of a violent white supremacist gang that committed acts of, acts of racial crime throughout L.A. and his actions greatly influenced Danny. Reformed and fresh out of prison, Derek serves contact, severs contact with the gang and becomes determined to keep Danny from going down the same violent path he did.
1: Nobody <laughs> knows the difficulties of getting through that. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: like... IMDB doesn't have the best punctuated um, synopsis. I For su- me,
1: it was when he was, like, going to prison. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> no, it
0: was him and his brother. Silence. I'm like, now. see, now that we're talking about it, I think I have to keep in the, the, the whole... the.
1: <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think you do, because it was just so funny.
0: Because usually, that's what I'm like, saying, because of editing, Jimmy, I make you look like the synopsis king, because you, you know, I get the nice part. Except for Suicide Squad, I think I, I literally, ha- you you could not read past, like, <laughs> the second word. There's literally, if you ever want to listen to it, guys, go to our Suicide Squad episode. Literally, I think he had to try 10 times. You needed to have it, like, phonetically spelt. So we I need to have a, it.
1: we need to have a mega reel one day, of just be like bloopers, and this just, just Jimmy so reading you know, synopses.
0: So let's move along to t- Kelly's taking hosting duties today. I'm going to make it loud, guys, because for some reason when I'm I play terrified. this, it doesn't it doesn't um, re- um, okay, register. It's fine. Just do it. Shotgun facts. Kelly, please take it away.
1: All right. Only got a couple. So, the first one, uh, kind of alluded to it before, but Edward Norton turned down. Sa- Ooh,
0: Whoa, so- <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a
0: we're just fucking. this podcast. No, episode, ma- so I right. was moving the the audio for stuff, and they v- the touch buttons are very <laughs> sensitive. We were so happy <laughs> Edward Norton Turn- turned down Saving Private Prior Ryan
1: <laughs> to do this film. Well,
0: yeah, he was so good, so we were Wait, plotting. So, for who that. was he supposed to play? The Matt Damon character? I
1: don't know. it didn't elaborate further but it's funny that he was up against um tom hanks and saving private ryan because who knows maybe that was the same thing and i was like you could have you, you would have been there either way he maybe. had a
0: very few good few years who uh the Edward 90s
1: Norton. 90s early well, no, 90s to like mid 2000s
0: 97 he was in a movie that fight, fight club uh, no 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 before that was 99 oh. 97 he was in a, uh, a movie that i think got I think no, got a bunch fight of Fight
1: club is like, I think 97
0: it's 99. Cause I was reading, cause this is 98. That was 99. And then this there, he had a movie in 97 that he got like praise for. He got an Oscar nomination for this in 98 and the 99 was fight club. Actually, I think he got, no, he got nominated for this movie in 97 as well. Oh, he did primal fear. And that's the one he got supporting actor for no, a nomination. No, he never got it. He only got one uh, acting nomination. No. I thought, no, he has three. Hold on. Really? hmm He has one for Birdman. He has one for... Oh, I forgot about Birdman. He has one for this movie, and then he has another one. Hold on. Let me... It let me. might be Primal Fear, then. Or The People vs. Larry Flint. So, yeah. So, he got nominated. He had Best Act, Supporting Actor, Primal Fear, in 96. I'm sorry. In the 98, he had um, an Oscar for this. And then he had Fight Club. I believe I thought that was 99. Yeah, 99. So, he had a good couple few years in the 90s. Sorry, Kelly. I just wanted to point that
1: out no that's fine edward norton was pretty much a staple from i think late 90s to mid 2000s like from there the only i can't really remember too much of what he did i think like the last big thing he did was the incredible hulk and then he kind of went more indie yeah he, he had
0: a few big things recently um Glass Onion. Glass Onion, but he had something before he, then. He was in with uh, Wes Anderson. He did a lot of Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, but I thought he... Uh, maybe He did
1: a lot more niche type, yeah. like auteur movies. Like, he kind of moved away from doing, like, big budget films. And he
0: almost had Avengers, but he said no thank you.
1: Well, I'm not sure if it was he said no thank you or more that Marvel also said no oh, thank you. Oh, I thought you. it
0: was because he wanted certain things. And they were like, at that point they were very like regimen of what they wanted.
1: Yeah. That means that they, I think it was a mutual, Mutual, we are not working out. Second shotgun fact, the character Derek Vineyard is loosely based on the real life of ex skinhead, Frank Mink. So I looked up the guy and he actually like pretty much, they're like loosely based on like, it's almost exactly the same of his life. So that's the only, so but I mean, except for the little, for his little brother stuff, but Mm -hmm. mostly it was the same thing. Okay. So three, Constant changes to the script by Edward Furlong and Edward Norton resulted in Tony Kay being disappointed with the project and leaving him wanting to quit. Kay claimed their tinkering with the script changed the script radically from his own vision of it. He was also reportedly so unsatisfied with Norton's performance that he still to this day feels the movie is unfinished. Which is an older one because he did retract that statement. Oh, has he? Yes. (laughs) Which isn't something else
0: Do you have more shotgun facts? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, is it on this topic? Yes. Okay, I'll let you finish first because I had something in case uh, you didn't bring it up.
1: Okay, So going off that topic because this is actually like a huge type of thing. Mm -hmm. So Edward Norton was said to have re-edited the film to lengthen his screen time. Director Tony Kay then attempted to get his own name removed from the credits but violated the Director's Guild of America rule that states that directors that use pseudonyms must not talk about why they had their name removed. So... I f- sorry, my like copy and paste went. Do weird. You want me to read it? I yeah, have it right I took here. it exactly from IMDb. So
0: if, this is what she said. It says uh, the director disowned the film after Norton allegedly re-edited the film, or apparently re-edited the footage to give himself more screen time. He wanted to have it. After that, he wanted to have it be directed by Humpty Dumpty, but because of a DGA rule, which is Directors Guild of America, you can't talk about the movie. He went to like several magazines and complained about how unsatisfied he was, so they wouldn't let him. So they kept him as uh tony k tony k i believe his name yeah um yeah i didn't realize how much like stuff went on behind the scenes
1: like as one of the things that he did he spent over like a hundred thousand dollars on advertisements in hollywood which and condemned the behavior of norton and the studio so this whole thing caused him to basically be unemployable and it wasn't until i think what it says here june 2010 or 2006 that he actually directed another film, Lake of Fire. I've never seen it, but he did later admit that his ego got in the way, and it was entirely his fault. And whenever he can, he takes the opportunity to apologize.
0: Yeah, because I, I I think this was just, that was this was his first film, and then. Fucked it up, and then I mean, it shows but what I you can. I don't understand what can happen. why Edward Norton was like, "Let me re-edit this whole movie just so I can get like." Well, he was just like this is only his like second year of acting. Well oh, that's that seems was to it be his, his second his... year. No, no, no. He's, the first year was Primal Fear. That was and then his first. That was his first Primal big thing? Fear. It's yeah, it was said it was his first big thing. Oh,
1: he's just that type of guy. It seems he. I was
0: gonna say because I think that happened on, um, Incredible Hulk. I believe I think like he there was confliction with the director and uh, and also with is it birdman did he have issues with um the cast or people i don't know i've heard he's at, i mean i don't know if it's true he, I, but
1: he's a difficult person I, yeah
0: i don't know if it's true or if,
1: if and i also you know.
0: thought i heard edward furlong was difficult to- well the two i think they i think the two of them you know i mean but who knows like if it was for the better or the worse it might have been for the better but it seems like there was a lot of problems which is something of the problem that i have with this movie but did you see what the was that your shotgun facts? Yes. Did you see what the alternate ending was? I think that might be one of the things they re They rewrote. I don't
1: remember, but I think I did read it.
0: Apparently, at the end, um, when spoiler, when Danny gets shot, the alternate ending was, um, Derek in the bathroom instead of like hugging him and stuff, he shaves his head and reverts back to, uh, Nazism. Ew, no. Oh no,
1: that no, would have been horrible. Um,
0: so that's what I'm saying. That, that I was going to ask that question. Also, well, where like, would he get razors from in the bathroom? He always has his backup hair. That would have just been weird, being like, oh, "Oh, hold on." Well, I don't know how different the ending Let me was take in out general. My razor and what if Danny had
1: scissors in his backpack?
0: Well, that's what well, I'm was saying. He an arts and crafts major? Maybe? I don't know. High school. It mm-hmm. also um, it aged very well. It did, but that's, I have something I want to bring up later. But I'll, I'll bring it up a little bit, just but. because I feel like this is what get political. Oh, uh, that well, well, we can get political. So who knows? Maybe Edward Norton tinkering helped.
1: I mean, overall, I enjoyed the film. It was a shock for me. So whatever he did do, if anything, I did enjoy it.
0: And I think he knew that he was like, he was like um, giving a very good performance. I feel like even if it was for his ego, I think it worked because like it lent itself to the film because he's such a big presence in the movie that maybe he understood his character and he knew what he wanted to do. I don't know. And maybe this guy was a little, it's his first film who knows really what went on behind the the scenes but we'll never know the the ending i could have been thank you kelly for your shotgun facts uh we will be right back hi i'm nate and i'm andrew and we are the hosts of two beards please podcast I asked him if he'd ever done this before. He said that he had. So you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table? Just before we start, right. So you didn't think to ask these questions (laughs) like in a consultation visit or something? I really didn't care. I just wanted to prolong the hot knife cotterization (laughs) as long as I could. I also had some adults come to my door, not with kids. Did you give them candy? I did. What's wrong with you? They deserve apples. (laughs) My favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some <laughs> idiot says, What's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? <laughs> okay. This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. <laughs> laugh with us or laugh at us, either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. <laughs> And we're back. Number 38, American History X. Um, let me ask you this. one, of the, A lot of the reviews praised Eber Norton. Like, it was one uh, one of the reviews I have here. It's the reasons why this film is amazing. Eber Norton, number one. Number two, cinematography. And number three, uh, they said that they watched this in 2019. It's it's as important and relevant as it was 21 years ago. Are those the, simil- the similar pros for this movie for you?
1: I don't know about the cinematography, but the other two, yes.
0: I agree. I, w- I, was- I loved the cinematography, by the way. Um, there is a shot in that film that I loved. Which is? And dun, dun, dun. It, it was when Edward Norton chases out Elliot Gould's character and the mother is just standing outside and then falls to her knees. Mm-hmm. I love that shot. Okay, and you know, Beverly D'Angelo was great in this film. I didn't even know she was in it until it said Beverly D'Angelo. And I was like, oh, I liked her moments. I I, I feel like some, I feel like sometimes it was a little too dramatic. Maybe because I'm just like thinking of her comedic roles and like sometimes it's hard to let go of that. And I don't know. But that was no, just me. I,
1: I mean, I, I was fine with her. Um, the cinematography, I just didn't think personally anything was super special about it. I agree. There was a lot of like slow motion stuff. And I don't know, like the black and white, like I like black and white stuff and I understand the use of this. Use of it. I just wasn't blown away by it.
0: I also would like to say the scene where uh, Edward Furlong's character gets killed. Beautiful. Uh, I feel like I've seen that. Before. I mean, I, I, it wasn't... Sta- I, I'll give you the B- Beverly D'Angelo scene. The blood spotter, I think, was perfect. I, it was just great. I just feel... I just feel like
1: philly telegraphed it a little bit in my opinion telegraphing like in stunts and stuff is like Uh, basically like they know what's happening and you kind of see themselves like yeah preparing for it Yeah, yeah, yeah. so
0: i also think i'm like this director knows how to film slow motion because he's actually filming at a higher frame rate to make the uh, to actually make it seem seamless because I was watching one movie where there was slow motion, and I'm like, it looks... They shot it at a normal frame rate, and it looks like garbage. But this movie was very good. It did almost look... I feel like, especially the water, it did... The water. Look, it looked they, like almost fake, he, though, because it was so high frame rate. He knew, how, rate. To, he knew how, to, how to film a slow motion scene. I mean, to me, I agree with Kelly. Like, I feel like those... These, the Eber Norton and the relevance is, I think, why the enjoyable parts I liked about this movie, but the cinematography, I didn't... It might have had a good shot or two, but, like, there was nothing memorable for me. I think about the cinematography this. is, besides Edward Norton's character, the best part of this film. Interesting. Maybe because it got overshadowed by, I think, I didn't like the editing in this movie. I thought the editing was a little shoddy. The editing was not great. So I think but maybe that's, that's... cinematography. Because to me, I, maybe it's just me. Do those go hand in hand for you guys sometimes? No. Editing goes with storytelling and the script. Well, no, because also if you go to like weird shots and stuff like that... Yeah, but the shots can be beautiful. Well, then for this one, it wasn't. So that's why it's correlate that's why it's correlating for me i would
1: probably like agree with you on most like 75 percent that cinematography and editing go hand in hand but there is sometimes where it's just like a shot's like disgustingly beautiful and the editing can be like garbage no
0: i agree i think like you said it's most of the time yeah most of the time so we kind of talked about this but do you did you like the directing jimmy Eh, i mean who's directing if you say edward norton directed it or what's his face directed it that's a good question but who really directed this film okay but not picking a person. Did you like the direction of this movie? I'll say it that way. Then. What do you mean? I don't understand your question.
1: Did you like the directing in general? Yeah. It no was matter okay. who it was. It
0: was okay. Because that was... I, I feel like... And it's a good question. I don't know who it was, but it felt either that there was too many cooks in the kitchen or that someone was overwhelmed and didn't know how to
1: handle it. I think it's a mix of both. You I think? mean, as a first-time film... And then also getting such pushback from your actors and actresses, not well, mostly actors, not really knowing how to deal with it. Cause clearly he didn't know how to deal with it. Cause look at all the dumb shit he fucking did and pretty much ruined his entire career. True. It's like, you know, that's uh-huh. a lot of, I don't, I don't know how, like, I feel like you could have, you could see that, which is why this movie isn't as smooth as it could have been. Like you can see the roughness
0: that's what I'm saying. There's so. there's a ama- Hold on a sec, Jimmy. There's amazing points to this movie that I think are great, but I think they get overshadowed by getting overwhelmed with the message and mm-hmm. trying to like get, have a cohesive, strong story. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I, I'll say in a, a second. But I'll let Jimmy finish. What, what were you gonna say? So apparently the cinematographer was Tony K. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I oh yeah, I forgot. I saw that he was both things.
1: For me, it's like Captain Marvel in a sense where it was you have people who are out of their element and that's why despite it's I don't know why critics love it despite it's it there's just something that you can tell is out of the element and they have not mastered it which is why it wasn't as great in my eyes and yeah, I think yeah. and I think a lot of people and I'm just saying this in general and of course I am biased because I just do not like that movie that much That with Captain Marvel, it's like people later on have just kind of realized, like, the doctors were out of their depth.
0: You know what's funny, though? I mean, really, a quick pivot to the Captain Marvel thing. I feel like either, even that is, like, divided. Either people later on, because the movie was divided when it came out. And it's either now, later on, people who didn't like it appreciate it more, or people who liked it don't like it more. I guess, except for you guys. You guys didn't like it and still don't like it. Yeah, Like for me, I I kind of liked it first viewing, but I remember like during COVID, I rewatched it and I was like, this is pretty like bland. (laughs) Exactly. But there was other people who said like the more they watch it, the more they appreciate it for certain aspects. Like that guy who saw it
1: 150 times. Captain Marvel had, their directors were indie directors. They've never worked with this high caliber of special effects or this huge budget and just having all these things at their disposal. And you could just tell that they just were like, I guess we have to use it.
0: I think the difference, though, is that he, Tony K, like, couldn't even do... I think maybe that's why they had to take over and, like, kind of, like, assert their dominance. Like, it seems like he couldn't even handle a small indie film.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, these these directors have all this stuff at their disposal that they're not used to, and it's just kind of, like... In your mind, It I think they're probably just, like, how normal people are when it's, like oh, I spent a lot of money on this. I better get all all that I can out of it. Mm-hmm. They're probably just like, I have all these things that I can do with this budget. I better use it. And then sometimes it's just like, no, you didn't need it. Like, it's okay. Like, it didn't help the movie.
0: But That's what I was saying. Like, that's why it's funny with this situation. I don't think the budget was high for this. Was it?
1: No, It's but it's definitely so, higher than what he was probably ever thought. I gu- it yes,
0: I guess in that way, because it's his first film. He's used to probably like maybe... Th- hundred dollars
1: yeah or in commanding maybe like 10 people uh, or yeah. something and then you have hundreds of people that you have to deal with in bureaucracy and everything and just kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. i don't know what i'm doing but i'm gonna use everything that i'm given but it's like it's not 100 percent necessary to use everything that you're given so
0: now let me ask you this because his-
1: uh for example he didn't want that 18 minutes of extra film which i don't really remember what it is but they made the film longer than he actually wanted it to be, and this film is not long. This is not a long film by any means. It's an like hour. two hours.
0: It's just under two hours. Yeah, like but a minute, was, yeah.
1: for me, it wasn't. But that's why I'm, especially these type of films. They usually these films are like longer for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why. But they made it longer, and he was mad about that. I I don't know. It's just like I think it was but, two people
0: with big egos coming yeah. at it, and I think Edward Norton, I think, had more experience on film sets. So I think maybe even if it was in the wrong reasons or right reasons he needed to kind of step up and be like, okay, like I'm taking over this Yeah. because you, because you, if it's, I mean, it's a first film. It's like, you're not going to know everything on your first film. He
1: probably saw that it was going in a direction yeah. that it wasn't going to work, especially knowing how, how could you say delicate the subject is mm-hmm. and how so, how like so many people turned it down. Like Joaquin Phoenix turned down Edward mm-hmm. Norton's role. Cause he was just like, I cannot play that character. I will not play like a skinhead. Yeah. So,
0: but it's funny to see, like, it's funny because a lot of the reviews I saw, like, like praising Edward Norton, they're like, I can't believe, like, he's a really good actor because you have him in 1998 playing this, like, really a different character from like, this weak character in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And it shows, like, he literally could play anything. And I, I have to say, Edward Norton, if there's a lot of issues with him on set and stuff like that, I don't know because I'm not there, but he is a good actor. He is a very, like, he's a very talented actor. It's the
1: same thing with Joaquin Phoenix. He's known as difficult and it's just, like they're fucking geniuses i anyway, know
0: sometimes you might it, it, who i forgot there's a method to their madness maybe like maybe that's why they're so good and that why we people not understand it but in the, to them they're bringing out like they're they're churning out like amazing performances mm-hmm. now let me ask you this we talked about the directing how did you feel about the the story
1: i like the story I personally like the story a lot because as I went into this completely blind, like I told you, I didn't know who directed. I didn't know who was in it. I didn't even watch a trailer. I was just like, let me watch it. I have no idea what the fuck this is about. And I love the story. I really did. And I was very enthralled by it. And I can understand why this film is being shown to high schoolers, even though mm-hmm. like apparently this film is shown a lot in high schools not in our high school yeah i don't remember that uh, we didn't watch this we watched pearl harbor like come on like michael bay's pearl harbor come on but even so it's like i can see why it was shown in high school
0: yeah but
1: i enjoyed the story jimmy
0: the script was okay i'm like i'm just going through my my letterbox reviews and it's a lot of them were um how are we supposed to feel sympathetic with a skinhead and i'm like yeah yeah it's true because like like what he goes in prison and talks to a, a black person and he's like you know what I'm healed. I will say I think that was the most engaging part of the movie cuz I at first I didn't love the flashbacks I kind of wish they just like more It was more a nice true, true It I'm was saying. a nice part. I enjoyed the the dialogue between those two characters. Though do I think that that would have automatically fixed a skinhead like uh not fixed. Yeah, <clears throat> fixed a skinhead's train of thought about what he believed in? No. They did do a little movie magic with this where it was they spe- they sped up the Real time things if something would happen, but that's what I was gonna say. But again, like again,
1: we also forget that he was also in jail for years. Yeah, it three wasn't years. Just like and also months. And three two, years.
0: Three years. Three years.
1: Three years of what?
0: He murdered two people and curb stomped the one guy. Again, that's yet
1: has to do with the
0: other guy. the The black guy was in jail for throwing a television at a police officer.
1: Yeah, that's why we're talking about the injustice of the Excuse political me. system. Yeah, that that was, that's part of the story.
0: I will, I have a, I have a thought on that, but I'll get to that in a second, because I want to say, like, I did, I, I, because the flashbacks are such a big part of this. I do wish they kind of started of him getting out of jail and then, like, showing him, you know, what they did in the movie, like, him trying to, like, stop his brother, but, and then go back to the jail, because I thought they should have kept the jail as the only flashback. I guess well, you know the- you needed the no, scene needed the the other, table. I'm sorry, oh. I'm sorry. Oh. You the, needed the the curb stopping. I forgot scene. about the curb stopping the curb stopping in the jail. I thought the other flashbacks were a little
1: unnecessary. No, pause I think the- Wait, pause. Can we talk about just for a quick second, Edward Norton, them dressing him as a teenager <laughs> <laughs> with a long wig and a backwards baseball cap, thinking, Oh, I'm not gonna notice that this is like an almost thirty year old fucking man. It's called a small budget. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to I had to bring that up because I thought that was hilarious.
0: But but what I'm saying is like I thought the... I, I, I think the most I'm Not the enjoyable part, but the most interesting part of the movie was him understanding, even if they sped up a few things, understanding what happened in prison because then it makes a lot more sense of what's happening in the, in the present-day one. And also, I, I don't know, I just felt it was a little sped up because when he was... There's two dinner table scenes. The first dinner table scene you see with Elliot Gould made sense. The second one with his father... I thought it was a little unrealistic Unrealistic because it was almost like, if you can't hear, I'm snapping. It's like he said something racist. He, and he was like, oh my God, I have to believe this. He, he was like, oh my God, you're so right. Let me just change every way I think and become a skinhead and hate everyone. That was, a lot, I think a lot of the reviews I saw, there either people said there was a lot of potential that wasn't executed well, which I think I might be on that but side of. That was the part of the movie where it clicked in my head where this you can make this movie in 2023 and it would literally be the exact, it would, it would make sense. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. Um, but then on the other side, people have said that it was, it was a great story. Like There was one that said the way people talk about this movie, I really thought it was like a Hollywood masterpiece. It had it that I've been missing out on for years. And after finally seeing it, I can say that it was certainly forgettable. The idea in the subsequent story actually has a lot of potential, but no execution. And one of the reviews said like a lot of things were like, Unbelievable! It's just like I mean, like not believable. It's just like all of a sudden, like you're gonna become racist from like one comment. Yes, I feel like that could happen now, but like I feel like it takes a little more time. And then the other people said it could be so simple, but it also there has to be more. I feel it has to have over and over and over over and over. And it's not like both of his parents were yeah were like beating him with that Mm -hmm. ideology because the mother definitely was not. No, the sister was was on the complete opposite end of the spectrum yeah. and it was the father but it's not like this it's like the father that was the first time he had ever talked to him about that
1: I know I mean like I't I can see where you're coming from but I thought it was like self- implied that obviously the father spoke like this repeatedly and then he was murdered unfortunately by um an immigrant but what I'm saying is that I thought it was it was kind of implied that obviously this is how the father spoke. I, and I just, so that's I, why I don't take it as with like I don't take it as oh suddenly it happened. I was just like obviously he's speaking like this constantly,
0: and I got that too. It's just I think there were so many like certain things that they like they sped up that it just became like oh a hundred percent. What's the point of doing this movie if you're not going to actually get into? But it's the also like do
1: you need to see scene after scene after scene after scene of the father speaking this way?
0: It, that that's the thing. It's it's a uh,
1: it's it's it comes down to the part is is that necessary yeah is it necessary that like are people so are are you thinking that your audience is so stupid that they don't realize that obviously the father is speaking like this constantly
0: and that's i think why it's so the story is so divided where people are saying like it's unbelievable and it's and and the execution's not there and then it's other people saying it's simple but yet it 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 really does show that like neo-nazism why exists like today
1: no yeah i mean you can say it's simple but it's also like are you guys trying to tell me like that you thought that he said one comment and never spoke like this previously
0: but the way edward norton was just talking in the beginning of, but i think
1: that it was also that we're talking about the patriarchy he respects his father what his father says his word is just kind of like shut down immediately we're talking about that it's implied that he's spoken like this ever since he was little
0: yeah but the way Ed, i mean the way edward norton acted made it seem the seed was planted in that but but like it was planted he was like okay like he was like thinking about it, it was it made more sense that it actually looked like the brother was more into it than edward norton was. i think it really is depending on the person who's watching it how many like little flubs they can take of like the execution of the movie like if you can just overlook it it's one thing but if it's like if you thought the whole movie was a lot of that, it might be harder to be like, okay, like this is just getting ridiculous at this point. Like, it's just like you're fast forwarding through so much. I think it just depends on the person.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I guess because I don't like exposition, unnecessary exposition Mm -hmm. where they're talking about it repeatedly that I was just like, oh yeah, obviously like he's been talking like this constantly. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think it just depends on, I don't need to see it The execution. another three or even another time his father doing it. Cause Mm -hmm. I was like, that's his father. His father's racist. Boom.
0: I got it. I did, and I mean, mean, this kind of like on the topic. I did because I I was reading about it, and I think I saw one. I got like some of the reviews say like, oh, people think it's it's offensive now, and I was a little confused by that because of like the topic, because it's like it kind of shows like that they're like not good people, but then I was, let me, it is offensive to the KKK. I guess you fun of them so you' member well no because we then I, it's to, offensive to the KKK yeah. so I was I was I was trying to do like a little research and I, I found an article from vice that said like 20 years later is American History X outdated or more relevant than ever and pretty much they were saying like it provides a depiction of racism that was urgent violent and firmly rooted in present day but it came at a cost of kind of not fully fleshing out black characters and kind of making them a little bit of just like stereotypes which I kind of saw I feel like they were just there because they pushed the story forward. But I feel like they didn't fully flesh out some of the characters. Well, Tony
1: K, he said that he made it a point not to use hip hop music or anything when the black characters did come around because he was just like, they're more than that. I'm not going to use hip hop music every time they come around. Like, that's just not them. Like, I don't want it to focus on that. And then he's also just like, I'm not like a black character he's like i'm not a blo- i'm not black he doesn't, i'm not african the, the, i don't the, understand yeah. it but my thing is is that in order to not also reinforce stereotypes i'm not going to portray them as these really really hard-ass gangsters only listening to rap music only ha- listening to like you know hardcore shit like that and it's like i'm not trying i'm saying like yes he did it i understand why he did that i can understand why they're like oh well you didn't really like talk about the African-American characters or anything like that. But I'm also just like, I'm not sure if that was, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if because 100% that was the focus of it. Like, cause
0: I do think that could have helped if they fleshed them out. Cause I did think I was like, this is, they were just there to be like the gang. And I'm like, I kind of would have, I think I would have, the movie could have been a little more uh, fleshed out. If you kind of saw more of the other gang, so I kind of see what they're but like, saying. What
1: are we trying to portray in seeing more of their gang?
0: That's what I'm, I mean. that That's I like p- we're going
1: to show them do more criminal stuff like. Like what are we trying to show that they have fam? Like I understand like, oh, they have families too. Like it's a two sided thing. But I'm just like. I don't know, like because just- they were
0: trying to make it sort of like a culture war, like they're taking over everything. Like That was the viewpoint of the neo-Nazis. And I can mm-hmm. kind of see. If they did show, because it even I think the one thing that I wish they expanded on was the guy in jail, where he was just like, "Oh, I just," that I, I just. can agree with. Yeah, and I was like, if they expanded on that and maybe showed that they literally are the exact same, like they have families, there they feel insignificant as well. Instead of just showing them as like the gang who kept saying like, "Oh, I'm going to shoot them," like I felt like because it was kind of just like the guy shot the guy shot him at the, shot Danny at the end of the movie. But it was just like, I feel like there could have been more explanation to why he felt he had to do that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying like, I feel like there could have been more explanation and more depth to the story. If I mean, the advanced. explanation
1: was Danny was a Nazi.
0: I just felt like there could have been more um, depth to the story, maybe expanding on those characters as well. So I, I just thought it was an interesting article. I have a question. At the end of the movie... The cop comes in with the principal of the school. Who was the one who was beaten? Who were the people who were beaten? What do you mean beaten? What do you mean beaten? Remember, they were like, oh, they got jumped. Oh, or something. the main, the the head, like guy, like um, Cameron, the main guy, okay. and then I think another member of the neo nazis Okay, so they literally are like, you're getting your life together, but we need you to go back. I'm like, excuse me, no. Yeah, he didn't fight that as hard as I thought he was going yeah. to. He was like, mm, okay. Let me drop my, my brother off at school. And you know what? I'm kind of, I that kind of like took me out of the movie just a little bit. Cause the, even the principal guy, I'm like, yeah, I feel like is, he went more than Is he a cop? Is he a principal? Is he a principal cop? I was confused. Why like, was he at the jail? I thought the same thing. I was like, I why is he feel, there?
1: He was like so involved. And I'm like, I'm, I will say, I was confused on that too. I was just like, what? I was like, you're, are you best friends? I don't understand what's happening. That's <laughs> like, why I but feel like
0: when he went to go visit him in jail, how long after did, did did the American History X class start? That that's what i said. That think was a question because it was almost like, oh, your brother wrote a, a book report on uh, Mein Comp. Like we got a problem. But then I'm like, but no, he was still in jail for a while because his hair grew back out. Like how long was this going on for? I think that's the main issue a lot of people have with pacing. this movie was that it just you have a very good idea and a very good story that could that could. Good mini series. You need it to be a little that more That could be very in-depth, and it, it could be really just interesting to watch this movie, and I think the execution shot itself in the foot where you're like, it takes you out of the movie a lot. And I'm like, I, I think it's a good movie, and there's parts that are really good, but then it's like other things overshadow it. And mm-hmm. I think that was its biggest problem with this movie. But I had that same clock. I'm like, why the hell is he there? I was like, did he? I was like, how did he? I was like, did and they then just he let him was in? at the school three seconds later when 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 Danny got shot. I'm like, what 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 what, what are you doing? Are you a policeman? <laughs> are you a policeman? <laughs> I'm are you so confused? confused. Yeah, I that I think you that's... got two doctorates. Apparently, is one of them in criminal justice. I'm confused. Which is bringing it back to the first thing we said. Like that's why I think the main things are ever Norton. Well, not cinematography for me, but it was for Jimmy, and the relevant the relevancy of it. I think. Had strong moments, but a lot of things just like washed it out. And I was like, damn, I'm glad he got an Oscar nomination because he deserved it and it gave him recognition. But I can see why a lot of people forget about this film.
1: So, oh, I'm not going to remember this film. Yeah, I, I liked s- it, but I'm not going to remember
0: it. I, yeah, I'm, I was gonna say, I, I really wouldn't. There was, it's, it was one of those ones where it was really strong moments, but really weak moments at the same time.
1: But it was confusing. Like, why would you be like, hi principal go to this person that doesn't go to the school anymore and tell them to help us as the cops and it's like why yeah why? And they
0: sort of try to make it sense he's like he's an outreach pro and they were trying to like work with him but i'm like was he a cop first or was he a principal first and they like worked with him I'm like also
1: like why did they call him when he got raped in the shower
0: do they have a lot <laughs> of neo-nazis too. at that school that like he needs to be this involved I, I don't guess. Know. guess. So, I don't know. I, guess, I so. guess. Moving. I was gonna move on to a very really funny review I saw. Are we? Do we have anything else to say? No. Okay. No. Um. I just liked it because of the title of the review. Exceptionally powerful drama, but not for kids. <laughs> this definitely is not a movie for kids. Kids all capitalized. But for adults, it makes a strong impact, like a right cross into the jaw. Now I know mm-hmm. some adults will also be completely turned off by this as well. But considering how slimy and awful racism is. How can, you, how can you talk about it other than exposing it as it really is? Can I tell you how many reviews said not for kids? Who the fuck <laughs> thinks this is for
1: kids? Well, it's because well, they're they show showing it in, it in school, schools. I
0: guess. But like, I was very confused how, I was like, just the headline not for kids all in capital it's,
1: it's definitely because they're they were showing it in schools i don't know if they're doing it anymore maybe like in the tooth when it first came out and came on vhs they were like definitely have to show in schools i did not watch it since school i saw what dances with wolves i'm just like thinking of all the stuff they I showed me in school whole
0: fiction in high school yeah but it was yeah. for a class i don't remember what movies i watched in high school i remember they were like you need a permission slip this is rated r i'm like i'm 18 they're like you need a permission slip i'm like but i'm 18 why was it for I a, a film per- class yeah i'm like but why do i need a permission slip if i'm 18 because i can go to the theater and watch this because they know
1: i don't know but i remember dances about wolves and pearl harbor and i watched oedipus like cartoon version.
0: I just think it's funny. I am. I'm gonna be very brief on this. Kind. I don't want to get too political. I love how like this was like okay, let's show it to kids in school, but certain thing like drag drag queens.
1: I was gonna say can't, the same we, thing. We can't fucking I was show that. Say, we can't have a drag queen
0: come read Red Light Green Light <laughs> <laughs> One Two Three. But let's just show fucking Edward Norton curb stomping people. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little interesting. That's all I'm gonna say on it. I was like, I have to say that, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Let me not go too far into it. But I was like, this is crazy. Um, any fun, <laughs> any moving on? Any fun reviews for me or yeah, funny reviews? I do have one. This is from from user uh tits and ass (laughs) half a star white people need to stop making movies eat my nuts (laughs) um so from maxi waxy (laughs) babaxi half a star so apparently white men can jump
1: oh god
0: wow we really took a pivot on this we went from like deep conversation to like (laughs) from from filma semicolon three Gross Nazi sympathizing bullshit. Genuinely, who is this movie made for? Um, he said
1: semicolon three. That's boobs. Velma Bo- boobs.
0: Velma boobs or film? Okay, so Velma. film them boobs.
1: From, film my boobs. Uh,
0: <laughs> so from <laughs> Brad, why was the Nazi so good at basketball? <laughs> Can I tell you?
1: I was thinking that the the same same thing. thing. I thought
0: the same thing. I was
1: like, I was like, why is Edward Norton like a fucking NBA superstar right now? And then I found a good five-star one.
0: We gotta go. We gotta go for okay. Young Edward Furlong kind of looks like Kristen Stewart. Five stars.
1: (laughs) I can see it
0: from Melissa Liu.
1: I can see it. What a spectrum
0: of reviews. Um, Okay, we're moving on to
1: win, lose.
0: Uh, Kelly is taking over the host as I said the hosting duty so she will have the game ready for us Jimmy here is your buzzer can you please buzz it in that's Jimmy this is me and we're playing for the loser is playing for the not prize of kinky pink it is a naughty fusion of mango passion fruit and blood iron why is it naughty
1: because it's kinky kinky
0: Sorry, Kelly. Can now play your game, please.
1: Okay, I only have three questions, oh, but god. it's multiple choice.
0: It's not DBQ style.
1: No. What's okay.
0: DBQ? Database questioning. Excuse me. Did you not go to high school and have to write fucking DBQs in forty minutes? I don't remember that. Oh my god. So you sound funny. triggered about it. it was, yeah, it was <laughs> triggering. I was thinking about that during this movie.
1: <laughs> so these are because cr- he was
0: writing an essay, and I'm like, oh my god, remember you had to write essays in like forty minutes and do multiple choice questions? That was hard.
1: I don't want to talk about this because you're giving me like. Am I triggering everyone? You're giving me a lot of flashbacks to the bar exam. and I really just don't want to talk about it. Okay. So this is an easy one. So it's going to be all about speed. Ready? Wait, you have to. I have to read all the stuff. you have to say go. Yes, I have to say go, Jimmy. I have to say go. Which character narrates the movie? A. Danny, B, Derek, C, Davina, D, Sweeney, go, Jimmy, Danny, and it goes to Danny. So that's a trick question, though, because
0: De- Derek had a it was narrating at times too.
1: Uh Danny's no. The in the narrator. synopsis,
0: it says Danny's the narrator. So read yeah. your right. goddamn synopsis. I did. I sent it to you, and I'm just saying both narrated.
1: But we'll move on. Two. In what part of Los Angeles? Did the Vineyard family live? A. Lennox. B. Echo Park. C. Silver Lake. Or D. Venice Beach. Go! Matt! Venice. Ooh, it's tied.
0: It, uh, he didn't say Venice Beach. He just said Venice. It's good enough. I'll take okay. it. I was like, One I have no idea. And then I'm like, oh, wait, they were by the beach.
1: You also said it. It also said it a hundred <laughs> times in the movie. It didn't
0: remember. I remember that he not narrated it, but not, not where they lived.
1: Okay. The last question, and we're tied. What historical book does Danny choose to write a paper on? A, the autobiography of Malcolm X. B, being in nothingness. C, mean camp. D, protocols of the elders of Zion. Go. I don't, uh, Matt was louder.
0: C. Yes. Okay, thank God you listed. I was like, I don't remember it. Oh, I. but I knew because I. You
1: said it. I said it. I was like, <laughs> I don't. When you said it, I was like, damn, it's not going to be a hard question. Here you go,
0: Jim. Here's your kinky
1: pink. It was Why close. Are you it? it was close, though. I'm very happy that everyone knew the answer. I started to laugh
0: because I was like, "Oh, gonna lose this because I, I don't know the name." And I was like, "Oh, thank God, I'm supposed to Oh no, you know <laughs> you sh- you had to say the full name, Matt. What is it? Mean, Kim, mine, comp. Oh, well, close enough. <laughs> not mean, mine. I said mean too. <laughs> See, okay. Enjoy your pain. I hate
1: when you do that.
0: Okay, it's not a sip, it's a shot. Jimmy's a baby when it comes I to drinking. I don't do shots.
1: I know, but when you drink it like it's a bottle of water, it's not gonna <laughs> come out.
0: Moving on to MVP, LVP, Jimmy. What is your most valuable player? The cinematography. Interesting. Also, oh, I just like Beverly D'Angelo in this film. I'm just okay, that's it. fair. Okay. Like uh, Kelly.
1: MVP is obviously Edward Norton.
0: Mine is Edward Norton as well. Jimmy, what is your LVP? Your least valuable player. Uh, the um, the script and the pacing, and maybe a little bit of the editing, but mostly the script and the pacing, which also deals with the editing. So probably the script, the pacing, and the editing. <laughs> are, you just gonna, are, you just gonna, are you just gonna like secretly like circle around the three I name? Mean, yeah. <laughs> Every
1: technical <Chuck laughs> thing. Of I'm this gonna film. I'm, I'm literally gonna just re- the rearrange,
0: rearrange. Yeah, because you're like, oh, or, or, so you know you know Edward Norton did <laughs> have to edit it, so I would say the editing as well. Like, it's all three.
1: It's
0: all three. Kelly, your le- least favorite player.
1: Uh, after talking it out with you guys, definitely the pacing.
0: Uh, I'll go with the editing and the um, the screenplay. (laughs) screenplay. (laughs) Or is it just the pacing?
1: I'm just going to say the pacing. I don't want to confuse everyone.
0: (laughs) I will go with something different.
1: If if you're going to say all three, you basically are just like, I hate this fucking movie.
0: No, but I like the movie, just not the pacing, the editing, or the screenplay. Interesting. I will go with something different, the directing. So we are moving on to... You're moving on to ratings i'm torn about this so I, I was in between a six and seven i'll give it a 6.5 because everyone hates when i wait for everyone else's oh wow because mine's much higher i just didn't like the editing pacing like <laughs> <that>. i'm <laughs> closer to a seven let me just say that but i'll give it 6.5 but i like the story of where it was going i just didn't like the way it was portrayed okay just can you just give the? Uh, give oh it i'm gonna eight. give it an eight eight okay
1: i was gonna give it an eight again i had no expectations seven and going a half. in
0: seven and a half compared to a 8.5 five. Five. Oh my It it has good it has very good moments but also like i said very weak moments that's why i was 6.5 closer to a seven
1: well that's the one that ruined it this time sorry
0: um jimmy you have the floor you are you're so you're so many hats you have uh synopsis king you have clue master clue master um what else can't you do on this podcast i can't do a shot apparently like apparently uh please give your three clues Okay, it is a Disney animated film. It is during the Disney animated film Renaissance. And it stars an actor who did not work with Disney ever again after this. An Academy Award winning actor that never worked with Disney after this film ever again. Isn't there an asterisk on that? I don't know. We'll figure it out after the show. Yes, there is. There is. Okay, asterisk. On that note, we will see. That was number 38, American History X. We will see you next week for the ones that Jimmy just said, those clues. Can you figure it out? Let's see. Um, See you later. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media, at Review. Click around Com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash pop pour review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and TitanCast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. In Pop-O-Review, we like to drink, drink, and we like to watch movies. That was a Titan cast episode.